Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's Word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted Word of God from the throne of grace with Pastor Philip Ransom Bello. So this evening we're going to continue on our subject on love. And um, by the grace of God, I trust it will be a blessing to you. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles... 1st Peter chapter 1 verse 18 1st Peter chapter 1 verse 18 So it says knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers the bible says we were not redeemed um, with what? Corruptible things. Say it with me. Say, I was not, I was not redeemed, redeemed by, corruptible things. by corruptible things. Can you please say it again? Say, I was not redeemed, was not redeemed by, corruptible by corruptible things. One last time. Because, you know, sometimes you have to say it three times for people to really know what they are saying. They are just actually talking because everyone is talking. So let's say it together. I was not, I was not redeemed, redeemed by, by corruptible things which are silver or gold. The word redeemed is not necessarily a theological word. Um, to redeem means to buy back something, right? Yeah, to redeem, buy back something that was lost. So... I wasn't bought back by something that is corruptible. I wasn't bought back by something that is perishable. So let's say it for the last time. I was not redeemed, was not redeemed by corruptible things. things. Alright. So what it means is that God bought us back not by things that are tangible. When God wanted to buy you, he didn't come down and um, use silver or money to buy you. He actually bought you with something that is intangible. Praise the Lord. And I said to you some time ago that um, the value of a thing is actually by what you have spent to buy the thing. And, And many times the thing itself is not as valuable as how much you buy but value is conferred on, on, on that because of what you spent so sometimes value is determined by sacrifice right it's determined by how much you have gone through to um, get something done that's value so the Bible says that we were not redeemed by um, corruptible things but we were redeemed by the incorruptible no wonder the Bible says that we're not born of um, the corruptible word or seed. We're born of the incorruptible, which is the word of God that lives and abides forever. So it's important to know that your price is not, um, it's not gold and silver. And if a believer is very confident in whom he or she is 
based on how much was spent by you, then you'll be more conscious of what you're worth. I'm worth the blood of Jesus. Praise the Lord. I'm worth what was spent to buy me. I did a series blood last year and I said uh, blood meaning bought life out of death. Blood. That he spent Jesus to buy you. Meaning that Jesus is the prize. So what is your worth? What is the thing? What is the measure to which you are worth? What is it? The blood of Jesus. So you must understand that your person, who you are as a person, as an individual, is strongly linked to who Jesus is as your purchasing power or as God's purchasing power. Hallelujah. I know who I am. Amen. I know who I am. I'm not struggling to accept relevance from people. I don't need someone to make me important. I don't need someone to make me feel important. I am important because I have been redeemed and my price is very clear. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, because you have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus, because you have been redeemed by His precious blood, you are expensive. Do me a favor, look at your neighbor say, you are expensive. Tell somebody else, say, you are expensive. Hallelujah. Do you believe that? <laughs> you're, not, you're not the clothes you wear. You're not how much is in your bank account. Yeah, because it's easy to feel differently when money, when you don't see a lot. You see how powerful the mind is, is working. As I said that, you're already singing the song, have you? <laughs> but it's easy to feel differently when you have money in your <laughs> when you have money in your in your bank account and then you feel some other way when you don't have money you see but there, there are many times this year that I didn't even have money there, there was a time for two weeks I had just nine naira in my account <laughs> where's Namdi <laughs> when Namdi heard that I had just nine naira in my account I'm sure he was thinking to himself so has Pastor Phil been preaching confidently <laughs> it doesn't move me you know why because it's not really how much I have it's not even the car that you are driving or you are not driving right so what you are worth is the blood of Jesus you have to, you have to tell yourself that you are important a guy cannot form for you sister say amen amen Neither can a girl. <laughs> but if you notice, the, the amen from the guys is as if they are trying too hard, right? They are trying too hard. It's like there's a problem somewhere. There's, there's coins, coins somewhere. Yeah? So, I mean, you must know who you are. If you're wearing one trouser every day as a guy, or you are living in a face me, I face you, paro paro. It, it doesn't mean that you're worth. 
You have to know it. You have you just have to. Somebody else lives in Meitama and you live in Suleja or Buari or you used to live in Buari. It doesn't see, it doesn't it doesn't change it. Do you understand it? Have I preached here before that on the mercy seat there is no height? I've told you that before. On the mercy seat there is no height, there is length, there is breadth, but there is no height, meaning that everyone came on the mercy seat based on the platform of the blood. So there is nobody who is more important than the other on the mercy seat. You have to know it. If, if you don't work in a place where you are Men, you're, you're, you're paid like 400,000 it doesn't mean you're cheap do you know some people see themselves less when they do a job that or when they are working in a place that does not necessarily um, um, measure up with who they are that shouldn't change how you feel but not to say that when you want to put a price on yourself as a contract bidding is going on you, you sell yourself cheap I'm not saying you should do that. Yeah, It's good to sell yourself appropriately. But you see, when you're going through life many times, don't let things define you. Don't let, any, don't let what anybody said define you. Don't let what um, you're going through define you. Amen. Amen. You must tell yourself that as Jesus is, so am I. And it's very important to you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I have lived with that all my life and I've said to myself even if I even if I don't I can't remember who I was talking to but a friend of mine said to me Pastor Phil even if I don't make so much money again I'm content I'm content with where I am even though I still strive for more but I'm, I'm content because these things don't define me Amen Amen Amen, Amen. So the Bible says that we were redeemed not by corruptible things, but by the incorruptible, not by the price of gold or by the price of silver. You know, how can you be saved and question your value? That's you're saved, you're born again, and then you're questioning your you're, you're questioning your value. If nobody makes you feel important. Tell yourself, I am important. And guess what? You're not important because of your gifts. You're not even important because of what you can do. You're important because of how much was paid for you. Do you understand? Unless you begin to compare yourselves with each other, saying that, oh, this person can sing very well, or this person has this skill, or this person can do this, can do that. So that means he's more important than me. That's not true. That's not true. Everybody is important to the same degree. But there's only few who know how important they are. I hope you know John the Baptist called himself the disciple whom Jesus loved. If you, John the Beloved, I mean. John the Beloved, sorry, not John the Baptist. If you, if you read the book of John, he never mentioned his name. Yeah, John never mentioned John in the gospel according to John. He never did. Whenever he wanted to refer to himself, he would say the disciple whom Jesus loved. 
And then we found out one day who was saying the disciple whom Jesus loved. It was him. It was how he appraised himself. <laughs> there was a meeting um, in America. Shirley Caesar. How many of you know Shirley Caesar? Shirley Caesar was in a conference and um, she wanted to gain relevance. Of course, well, not gain relevance, but she wanted to air an opinion and she wanted to market her giftings and her value within um, it, it was it was the gathering of some great people around and if she was going to sing at that time if the opportunity was given to her they would hear of her and they would want her to you know do one or two things and then Shelly Caesar knew she was not on the program so what did she do <laughs> she wrote a note <laughs> and then sent it to the coordinator and she didn't put a name so the coordinator took the note and he saw the note um, our dearly beloved Shelley Caesar walked in here and I think we would love to give her the opportunity to hear a wonderful song <laughs> and when he read it he didn't know who sent the note because there were dignitaries everywhere <laughs> so what did he do he, he had no choice but to call Shelley Caesar and of course she, she came to the stage and killed it and she marketed herself. And before you know it, this bishop, this reverend, this archbishop started inviting her all over the place. <laughs> That's smart, right? You know. So don't let people determine who you are. Okay? You know who you are. Say after me, say I know who I am. Amen. So value is determined by sacrifice. Value is determined by what? Sacrifice. Very important. You know, um, there's what we call the intrinsic value of something. Um, many times the intrinsic value of a thing is not necessarily in the assets. For example, if you want to buy um, a facility, the intrinsic value of that facility is not necessarily going to be in how much the assets individually are, but it will be the strength of the brand as well. How well known that brand is. You're going to add that up to the price of the assets. So if you see um, if you see um, a Chanel or maybe, give me the best brand, please, ladies, handbag, hmm? Louis Vuitton, Louis Vuitton, Louis Vuitton is a good brand. Now, if you, if you see that, um, even if it's quality, yeah, because of how well Louis Vuitton is, you're going to spend more. So the intrinsic value of a Louis Vuitton bag is more than the price of the bag itself, but it's also in addition with how well known the brand is. So you see, what determines the value of a thing can also be um, the strength of a brand or the sacrifice. In fact, sometimes the market determines the strength of the value of a thing. For example, uh, they say we're in recession in Nigeria. You know why I said they say? Because when men will say there's a casting down, we. I hope you know we have our own language, right? <laughs> when men will say, I mean, when men say there's a casting down, we will say there's a lifting up. So, when people say there is recession in Nigeria, because of that fear, 
and also because of the fear of the present government, a lot of people withdraw the inflow of cash in the circulation and then the value of things begin to drop, right? So you see that the value of things can change because of the market. Right? So, my value wasn't determined by my personal worth but by the blood of Jesus Christ. So, if I say that you are worth the blood of Jesus Christ um, or if I say you are very important Hear this very carefully. If I say you are very important, I'm not saying that you're important in yourself. I'm not saying you are important and then God bought you with importance. Do you understand it? It is what God bought you with that made you important. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right. So, we worship because he paid more than we deserve. God paid more than we deserve. How many of you believe that? God paid, he paid more than we deserve. I mean, when sin held us and sin kept us in the place of depravity and we couldn't save ourselves. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he did what? He gave what his only begotten son that whosoever so when sin held us in that place where we couldn't help ourselves um, it was the love of God that was the price it was the love of God that was the driving force for that purchase that happened it was God's love it was God's love So, we're going to look at a text very briefly this evening before we go. And um, I'll show you something about love. How powerful love is. Love is so important that our world, um, if, if a lot of preachers can preach in the direction of this, you know, many things that, that seem to be the attention of the church will no longer be relevant as much as the power of love. It is only those who are matured that can love to the last degree. Yeah. It's only those who are very matured that can love to the last degree. Amen? Amen. Yeah. For God so loved the world. God, the infinite personality for God's soul one of the most important verse in that scripture John 3.16 is the word soul it shows the degree for God's soul the infinite degree so love the infinite emotion so love the world the infinite deficit because the world was in deficit right for God so loved the world that he gave the infinite sacrifice, his only begotten son, the infinite gift. God so loved the world that he gave. God so loved the world that he did what? Gave. Say it with me. God so loved the world, God so loved the world that, he gave. that he gave. 
When you give, you lose something. Think about it like that. When you are giving something, you are losing something. So that's going to be the crux of my conversation with you this evening. If I give Simon something, I am losing it at the now. So love means losing something sometimes. In fact, when you love, many times you're going to lose something because you love. Because you are giving something. So because we don't want to use the word lose, we say give, right? But in the actual sense, when you give, you are actually losing something. Hallelujah. So 1 Kings chapter 3 verse 16. 1 Kings chapter 3 verse 16. The Bible says, Now two women who were harlots came to the king and stood before him. Verse 17. And one woman said, Oh my Lord, this woman and I dwell in the same house, and I gave birth while she was in the house. We're going to read all the way to verse 28. Then it happened, the third day after I had given birth, that this woman also gave birth, and we were together. No one was with us in the house except the two of us in the house. And this woman's son died in the night because she lay on him. How many of you remember this story? You all remember the story? Alright. Are you still here? Yes, sir. Okay. Just follow me. Don't get distracted. So she arose in the middle of the night and took my son from my side. Now this is the woman. This is one, one, this is one of the ladies reporting to the king. Who was the king at this time? Solomon. Yeah, King Solomon. So she was reporting to King Solomon. And she said, um, while your maidservant slept and laid him in her bosom and laid her... Where are we? Hmm? Okay, and laid him in her bosom and laid her dead child in my bosom. So she exchanged the uh, children, right? Yeah, verse 21. They are, they are crafty people like that. They are people who are very crafty. People who are very crafty. You know, the Bible says the heart of man is desperately wicked, right? Who can know it? <laughs> Some people's hearts are, are horrible. Very wicked. Pastor Phil's version, deeply wicked. And when I rose in the morning to nurse my son, there he was, dead. But when I had examined him in the morning, indeed he was not my son, whom I had born. Next verse. Then the other woman said, No, but the king, the, but, but the living one is my son. And the dead one is your son. And the first woman said, No, but the dead one is your son. And the living one is my son. Have you been in this scenario before? With people? The back and forth conversation? You are mad. No, it is not me who is mad. It is you who is mad. 
you're crazy. No, it's not me who is you who is crazy. <laughs> you are at fault. No, it's not me who is at fault. Is it? Okay, that one you all know that one. Yeah? <laughs> Everybody has been there. Yeah. And the woman said, No, but the dead one is your son, and the living one is my son. Thus they spoke before the king. Next verse. And the king said, And the king said, The one says, This is my son who leaves, and your son is the dead one. And the other says, No, but your son is the dead one, and my son is the living one. Next verse. Then the king said, Bring me a sword. Solomon was a wise guy. He was a wise man. You know, David, his father didn't necessarily have the kind of wisdom that he had. But David knew how to fight. David had strength, he had tact in battle. He was passionate. He loved passionately. But he was very poor with decisions. Right? That's David. But Solomon knew how to make decisions. Solomon was very wise. Sometimes when leaders come after other leaders that were there before them, it's very natural for people to look at them with the eye of the other leader. And what you hear is, if it was... Pastor Phil, he would not have done it like this. Or if it was Pastor Ideal, it would not be like this. Because people like to judge you based on the gift of the other person. Not knowing that you have your own gifts. So it's going to take a while for people to adapt and enjoy your own grace and your own gift, right? It's going to take a while. So here, this is Solomon's wisdom. He says, bring me a sword. So they brought a sword before the king. Next verse. And the king said, Divide the living child in two. And give half to one and half to the other. So that each of you can have one leg. And each of you can have one hand each. And probably one kidney, one eye each. Next verse. Then the woman whose son was leaving spoke to the king, for she yearned with what compassion for her son. I want I want the King James version. I want I want the King James version. Then spake the woman whose the living child was. Unto the king for her bowels. I like those deep words. For her bowels yearned upon her son. And she said, Oh my Lord, give her the living child. And in no wise slave. But the other side the, the other said, Let it be neither mine nor thine, but divide it. How many of you can see a type and shadow here? The first woman said, the first woman said, the Bible says that the woman had compassion, right? 
she had love and then she gave for God so loved the world and he what gave this is a type and shadow here then speak the woman whose the living child was unto the king for her bowels yearned upon her son see it was about the boy right her compassion was for the child she had feelings for the child so I told you before that your value determines the sacrifice okay and many times it is what you have valued that determines what sacrifice you will have to go through for Sometimes if you love something, you will be willing to sacrifice some things for what you love. Is that correct? How many of you remember the story of um, David when David said he wanted water? And there were certain men around David. The Bible says, the mighty men of David, right? The Bible says these men went through wars. They fought battles. And then they brought the cup of water. Guess what? The value of that <laughs> because they, they killed people to get that water, right? May God give us such men. Amen. May God give, I already have a few. And you are one of them. Those who are saying amen are really the ones. Those who are not saying amen, then you are not. You know, David said, I want to drink water. Before he finished, somebody took out a sword and then he went fighting people, killing people. They shed blood just for, somebody say a cup. A cup of water. When David got the cup of water, the value of that cup of water was not just cup of water. That, that was worship. So he spilled it and he worshipped God. He didn't drink it. There was a lot of sacrifice in that that conferred on that cup of water some kind of value. That that cup of water has ceased to become just any kind of cup of water. It has now become worship. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you see now that you can determine the value of something by your sacrifice. Are you getting it? You can, you can determine the value of People's response by your sacrifice. Did you get that? Yes, sir. I can determine your reaction by what you know I have to go through to have a conversation with you. Or I can determine your reaction by what it takes me um, all that I need to lose so that I, it's not really about me but actually about you. If you are thinking very well, you'll be able to apply this in different ways. So now, look, look at, look at the, the two scenarios here. The first woman said to the king, give her the child. Because if you kill the child, you are actually killing my son. So because she loved the boy, she was willing to what? Sacrifice. Not having ownership of the boy. 
So sometimes love will make you lose something to save something. Just because she loved the boy, she may not have had ownership of the boy, but because she loves the boy, she will do anything to save the boy. Hallelujah. But the other lady, because that child was not really her son, she didn't value what um, was in front of her. She didn't place value on the child because it wasn't really her son. Her own son was dead. She had actually gone through a grieving process in the night before the other woman woke up and she was just fine. She was just looking for trouble. In fact, let me put it this way. This other woman was actually about who won the fight. Are there many times where you are in conversation with someone and what is of value to you is winning the fight rather than the point? Are you getting my point? Ah, that's a good rhyme. Rather than the point, are you getting my point? (laughs) Praise God. See, these two women had value, right? The value of the first woman was her son. The value of the other woman was to to win the conversation. I wasn't wrong. She's the one who is wrong. Sometimes you, you have to lose the fight just because you love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let it sink. Sila. So, then spake the woman whose the living child was unto the king, for the bowels yearned upon her son. And she said, O my Lord, give her the living child, and in no wise slay it. But the other said, Let it be neither mine nor thine, but divide it. Are you winning a fight? To kill something that you love. Does that question make sense? Or am I too technical for you this night? Are you winning a fight to eventually kill something that you love? Do you understand my point? I would rather lose something because of love and keep the most important things so that when you are analyzing the situation, you are focusing on what is most important. So at the point, Jesus will rather lose, I mean God, rather, would lose Jesus so that he can get us back. And this woman, who came before the king, hoping that, hoping that the king will, by his judgment, see the sincerity in her face and then give the child back to her. But because the king didn't do that, he said, I'm going to use a sword. The woman now out of love says, no, keep him. Keep him. So the woman was willing to lose something. She was willing to lose ownership. You know what many of us are trying to do? We're trying to own our pride and still show love. A time is going to come where you have to let go your pride. Just because you have to love. Jesus, see, Philippians 2.5, he says, let this mind 
be in you which was also in Christ. So it means that Jesus had a mindset of love. Even from the beginning. Let this mind be in you which is also in Christ who thought it not robbery to be equal with God but he made himself. He was deliberate about losing something because he had to show love. So can I can I can I summarize by saying to you that many times when you're faced with a love battle, you know what I mean by love battle? A place where you have to decide do I show love or do I not love? Guess what? You always know when the love battle comes. Most likely you would know. It's just your stubbornness that will cover your eye. But most times you will know when it is time for me to show love or when you really want to do what you want to do. So at that time, are you going to decide to lose something because you want to gain the most important point? Which love will ultimately bring you to? Because think about it. A man, a man, somebody has a father and the father is in pain. He's about to die. Probably has cancer or something. And eventually the father dies. You see, It might be a perspective to say that I would rather go through the pain of losing my father than having my father live in pain. Do you understand it? Or am I bringing very difficult scenarios? Well, you can relate, yeah? So, it is good to, when, when those situations present themselves, it is good for you to analyze, choose what you value. At that, at that time, at that point, you must make sure that you choose what you're valuing. Because the woman at that time, um, if she wanted to win the fight, her son was going to die. No, this one is my son. This one, eh, nobody will have it. Eh, nobody will have it. The boy is going to die. So, out of wisdom, the, the woman said, no, let her have the child. Because she has chosen, her value was on the boy. While the other woman's value, from her own side of the argument, was on, I have to win this conversation. I have to win this conversation. So, please, don't win conversations when you are losing the point. Are you still here? Don't lose what is most important. A time will come you might have to show love to someone against your will for the sake that Christ be revealed. Are you getting it? A time is going to come where you have to show love just because you have to be an example. So, what is your value at that time? Being the example is the value you chose. Not the emotion you are feeling. I'm not getting so much of amen this evening. Can somebody shout amen? Amen! Let me drag some amen from you. A 
Amen. So, you must understand that love will always bring you to a point where you have to lose something. It's very true. Very true. Let's see the last verse. Verse 28. Let's see verse 28. Last verse. And all, no, no, no. Sorry, go back to 26. I'm in 27, sorry. So the king answered and said, Give the first woman the living child, and by no means kill him. She is his mother. So let's conclude by saying that love will always win. Eventually, right? Yeah. 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 Eventually. Eventually, love will always win. Any love that, if I let's put it this way, genuine love will always win. If your love is not winning, <laughs> it's Chinese love. <laughs> China love. Praise God. <laughs> love will always what? Win. Love will always win. And, and you rise higher when you show love. In fact, you rise higher than those who don't show love when you show love. Yeah. You eventually will become the center of attraction when you're a love giver. You eventually will be. Everybody wants to be around someone who is loving. Praise God. So love would always win. I didn't say love is not stupid, right? Love is stupid sometimes. But you see that stupidity? It's going to win. I didn't say love is not foolish. But you see that foolishness? That foolishness is going to what? It's going to win. The Bible says through the foolishness of the cross to save those. So it is the foolishness of love the practicality of that foolishness of love that eventually wins. May God give you a heart of love. Amen. One of the things that you should take back home this evening is, number one, love will require that sometimes you lose something just because of the main point. It, it might be your, your relevance at that time, it might be your importance at that time. It might be your, um, what again? Your pride. It might be, what again? Your ego, your what? Your money. What again? Your reputation. Your time. It might be anything. But at some times, you will lose something. You know what some people are trying to do? Some people are trying to love the way they have been loved. And you know, I told you before that that doesn't work, right? Jesus didn't say, love your, love your neighbor as yourself. He said, love your neighbor as I have loved you. That's what Paul said. But the law said, love your neighbor as yourself. And I told you that when the law said love your neighbor, the law, the Old Testament, when it said love your neighbor, the neighbor there was talking about the Jewish people. So it was, it was saying Jewish people love Jews. 
The Bible didn't command Jewish people to love those who were not Jews. It said to the Jewish people, love only Jewish people. But the whole thing changed. The new covenant says, love your neighbors. I have loved you. And of course, he loves the whole world, right? For God so loved the world. So this is just beyond the Jewish race. For God so loved the world that he gave, that he lost something. For God so, what's the degree of your love? What's the degree to which you can love? What's the degree to your soul? Hmm? The degree to your soul is when you actually lose something that you wish to have, but you have lost it because you have chosen what love stands for. Praise God. So I hope I'm not too technical for you tonight, but you really understand the point. You get the point, right? So friends, love will always what? Win. It will. Not revenge. Not do me, I do you. Not that. Not that. Love will always what? Win. Look at your neighbor and say, love will always win. Tell somebody else, love will always win. Don't be like the second lady who wanted to divide the child. Uh, I don't have it, you won't have it. Don't be like that. Amen? Don't be like that. I don't have it, then therefore you are not going to have it. Don't be like that. Amen. So, while I'm talking right now, think about the things you have to give up just for love. Think about what you have to give up because of love's sake. Praise the Lord. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening. And for more information about the Standpoint Church, visit our social media platform on www.facebook.com slash standpointabj, twitter.com slash standpointabj, instagram.com slash standpointabj, and on soundcloud.com slash standpointabj.